This is Seattle's Morning News. Dave Ross with Colleen O'Brien and Chris Sullivan. The Supreme Court of the United States is going to take up a gun rights law, and this has to do with your right to carry a loaded gun outside the home. Let's consult with former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Our conversation is sponsored by Madrona Financial Services. I find it hard to believe that this issue has not been settled yet, but I guess it hasn't. And the key to figuring out whether this right exists or not actually has the court going back to medieval law. It does, because when the court issued its seminal Second Amendment case, a District of Columbia v. Heller, several years ago, the author of the majority opinion, Justice Scalia, who's an originalist, which means interpret the Constitution in the way that the people who wrote it meant, he argued that by the time our country was founded, uh, the right of citizens to have arms for self-defense was uh, well established in England and that all the Second Amendment did was to essentially codify that right in our own constitution. But I thought even in medieval times, there were certain regulations that were understood. One of them being that the right to, to bear arms did not include your right to terrify people by bearing arms. You couldn't, you couldn't carry around an right. unusual weapon that would scare people. And I would argue that, for example, right. for somebody to show up with a semi-automatic rifle in a Starbucks, that might cause some apprehension among people. Same thing with a grocery store, because people have sure. opened up with those weapons in those settings. Right. So you, you and I have talked before about uh, laws that prohibit brandishing weapons for the very reason you cited, which is that people have a right to be free from intimidation and fear. If someone walks in brandishing a shotgun or a rifle or, or what have you, as you say, it's not as clear that carrying a pistol and a side holster would constitute brandishment. It probably doesn't. But you're right. I think that even this Supreme Court would agree that there can be limitations on on brandishing weapons. And you're also right that one of the counter arguments to the evidence from 1328 involving the statute of Northampton in England is that the statute really was aimed at, at brandishment. It was you know, at, aimed at preventing intimidation and fear from people carrying around and brandishing on quote unquote unusual weapons, presumably large pikes or other weapons of war, for example, as opposed to you know, a smaller sword or, or dagger or what have you. In any event, by 1689, the English had adopted a new Bill of Rights, and uh, in that Bill of Rights, uh, it, there's some pretty clear language stating that English subjects had a right to keep arms for self-defense. And that particular provision in the Bill of Rights of 1689 specifically arose from resentment over the English King James II, who had disarmed the Protestants in Ireland because, of course, he supported the Catholics in Ireland. Mm -hmm. And um, they decided that they needed to codify you know, that right in the English Bill of Rights of 1689. So that Bill of Rights said that the subjects, which are Protestants, which technically was true by then, <laughs> all of our ancestors, Dave, were chased out of England or killed <laughs> if they were Catholic. Right. Um, they, quote, may have arms for their defense suitable to their conditions and as allowed by law. Now, again, we're talking in, about this case that was argued yesterday in the Supreme Court, which is about this New York statute that does not prohibit owning a handgun in your home, possessing a handgun in your home, which the Supreme Court said you have to be allowed to do in the, in the DCV Heller case. This case is about whether you can carry a weapon outside your home concealed or not concealed. So 
it purports to prevent you from carrying even a concealed weapon unless you prove to the government's satisfaction that you have a proper cause or a special need to carry it. Is that a violation of the Second Amendment? Mm. By the way, I would just note that this New York law was not passed by a liberal New York City Council, you know, because of handgun violence in the last decade. It's 108 years old. I see. So you can't blame today's gun grabbers. Well, based on the uh, arguments, which way do you think the justices are tending? I'm going to go with the uh, SCOTUS blog for, for those folks who aren't familiar with it but are interested in learning more. SCOTUS stands for, of course, Supreme Court of the United States. Uh, SCOTUSblog.com covers every ma- every case, right? And that uh, blog reports that the justices, including the justices who support the Second Amendment pretty strongly, may be looking for a narrow ruling on the authority of New York here that that they, for example, apparently they're not going to buy the argument that the proper cause requirement in the statute violates the First Amendment. Just like you know, DC v. Heller was narrow in the sense that it struck down the complete ban on owning a handgun, including owning one in your home, but it did not strike down DC's ban on carrying weapons to rallies, which the DC police chief reminded everybody of two days before the Stop the Steal rally on January 6th, and which some people think prevented some bloodshed at the Capitol as a result. Former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Rob, thanks very much. Thank you, Dave.